Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Sean Sisterna, an award-winning director and a Richmond Hiller. Welcome, Sean. Thank you for having me, Marge. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, no, this is great, Sean. Sean, have you always lived in Richmond Hill? And like, what schools did you go to? No, I uh, I moved here in 2007, I think. I directed my first uh, film called... Uh, uh, it was called King of the Camp, and then I moved to, to Richmond Hill shortly thereafter as I started getting busier, and you know I needed uh, kind of a good halfway point between the 404 and the 400 to, to get to all my different productions, so uh, that um, Richmond Hill seemed like the ideal place to settle and raise a family. Okay, very good. Okay. How did you get into filmmaking? Oh my gosh, when I was... Uh, I think four years old, I saw E.T. in the theater for the first time, and uh, I, I remember crying at the end of it and just knew then like the, the power of, of movies. And um, I uh, was was enthralled and, and did everything I could to to study it and uh, eventually went into uh, filmmaking at York University. And uh, that's where I studied film and knew the potential of, uh, of having a career in the uh, in the industry. So, you know, I I took a look at all those credits uh, scrolling by in movies, you know, 300 names going by. And I figured I could at least be one of those uh, people in, who make, who contribute to the making of a film. Okay. Nice answer. I like that. Okay. So before we start talking about your newly released movie, you did some smaller stuff, um, including working with the then town of Richmond Hill. I believe I, I think you even, videotaped me at one time <laughs> yeah i remember doing a series of um like capturing stories i think the project was called so yes. uh the uh the cultural committee um had me uh do a, a series of five different short uh, videos about the history of Richmond Hill and the past, present, and future connections that uh, that the the community um, shares. So it was a it was a fun project, not only to learn more about the city that I kind of uh, call my home now, but uh, to hear about all the important history that had led to the uh, the um, you know the incorporation of the village uh, back in the 1800s and and up to its present day. So it was fascinating learning about all that history as well. Yeah, Richmond Hill does have an interesting history, but I don't think I made the cut in what you taped, so, but no grudge there, so I'll go. Okay. What other things did you do early on? Oh, early on? Um, yeah, I did a, a kid's show for PBS called Ricky's Room. It was a story about a big... Uh, blue rhinoceros and i was the props person that was my first job out of school 
Um, I directed a movie called Moon Point that was um, kind of my first uh, independent feature. Kind of uh, did it on credit cards, and and um, that was the film that kind of uh, allowed me to get onto the international film festival circuit. And uh, and uh, won, the film won a few awards and was able to sell it to televisions shortly thereafter. So I got to repay off my Visa and Mastercard, which was a thank. Thankfully, uh, that led to the um, the the following films and. And, um, working with Netflix, and so it was a good gamble to to uh, to put in in, in myself uh, in those early days. Okay, that, that's a that's a good story. Okay, so if you Google you, uh, you see four big movies that you've directed: 2015, Full Out; 2017, Kiss and Cry; 2019, The Vine; and uh, just released, more or less, uh, 2022 long ride do you yeah. have a favorite of those oh my gosh no I, I love them all for for different uh different reasons on on full out it was a, a movie i got to work with uh, jennifer beals on from Flashdance, and jennifer was a uh, um not only an obviously an accomplished and award-winning actress but a you know a hollywood icon so to be able to work with her and to, to learn from her was a, a remarkable experience um, and then uh, Kiss and Cry was also a very special project that also was acquired by Netflix. And that's the story of Carly Allison, this up and coming uh, figure skater and singer who um, gets this rare form of cancer as soon as she finds uh, love for the first time. So it's, it's a bit of a heartbreaking story, but um, it felt like the entire uh, Toronto community kind of came together to help support us. Even the the Toronto Maple Leafs helped us uh, get into the uh, the ACC and film in front of eighteen thousand people. So that was uh, an amazing experience. Um, from the Vine, I love for a different reason. It was shot in Italy um, and and in Toronto. So I got to do my first international co production and worked with uh, Emmy Award winner Joe Pantoliano. Um, and you know our our crew spent uh, a month in Italy, basically, so in southern Italy. So it was a, a remarkable way to to make a film uh, that's on Amazon Prime right now. And then uh, finally, uh, the Long Rider is a, a film about um, Felipe Leite. He's this, uh, it's a documentary about his story. It's a uh, remarkable tale about this kid's quest to get back home to his family after he is uh, essentially kicked out of our country. And uh, he does so by riding a pair of horses from Canada to Brazil. So it's a, it's a monumental modern day uh, epic quest, to, you know, for, for one person to get back home to his family after he is, uh, after he's essentially kicked out of our country. Yeah, that was, uh, I've watched the trailer and I was quite impressed with that. So and all these are available on Netflix or Prime. And uh, yes, I really want to know, how is it that you work to get um, someone to you know, pay for this? How does that all the Netflix uh, payment work and Amazon Prime? Yeah, it's a, it's a complicated um, system and it's always changing. So I feel like uh, Netflix five years ago is not the Netflix it is today. I mean, there are far more... Um, uh kind of gatekeepery they they have sort of shunned the uh, independent film community and are only making their own internal projects which is kind of disappointing but um we're in a period of, of great change right now uh hollywood is coming out with new streaming systems it seems daily and we're kind of in a 
you know, a, a survival of the fittest moment where uh, all these platforms are being put up against each other to see who survives. So um, the industry is always, you know, uh, f- fueling itself on, on change and we have to ride the wave to kind of keep up with it. But uh, yeah, essentially, you know, I go to different festivals and, and markets and then pitch the movies um, or if they win awards at uh, at different festivals, then it's it's more likely that a streamer might um, have the confidence to buy it uh, for their platform. So um, that's the that's the beauty of about, about filmmaking is it's it's a uh, it's exciting and it's a it's a gamble at the same time and it's uh, you know it, it could be. Um, at one point, uh, you know, I hope to win the jackpot, but it hasn't happened yet. Okay, okay, but. It's very good that they are so accessible that we can all watch and enjoy your films. And I'm happy for that. But uh, you certainly have a following here in Richmond Hill. And uh, this uh, there is a screening of The Long Ride at the Richmond Hill Center for Performing Arts. And you will be in attendance for a Q&A on March 27th. Tickets are $10, uh, 12 at the door. <laughs> the synopsis for this film, I'm going to just read it, is uh, one... F- Philippe Leite leaves his adopted home in Canada. The aspiring journalist sets out on an epic quest to arrive from Calgary to his family's home in Brazil and later beyond, entirely on horseback. An eight-year odyssey of over 25,000 kilometers across 12 international borders. There's intense heat, droughts, beating transport trucks, nature's wrath, and corrupt border guards on its history-making a long ride home. I watched the trailer and um, just that two minute clip, I'm shaking my head. I can't imagine how you made this movie, what it took to make it. Make it. Yeah. Did you go to all 12, 12 countries? And how did you find those bears? And so can you tell us what was involved in making that movie? Sure. Um so this story happened in in 2012. So uh, it's a it's a documentary, um, and so I had been friends with the protagonist for the last 15 years or so. We went to high school together, uh, or the same high school at least. Mm-hmm. And um, when he wrote his first book, I I optioned it and and turned it into a screenplay. And just as we were making plans to produce the film and wrote a beautiful script around it uh the covid pandemic happened and we lost the opportunity to uh shoot the film because borders were closed and i couldn't bring actors from canada to brazil and and cross borders during a pandemic so that's when felipe said you know i shot all this footage on my journey maybe we could do something with it first while we ride this thing out and so all this documentary footage had been collected and just kind of sitting in a in a vault for the last uh 10 years or so and and it was it was um a a beautiful sort of uh pandemic project a lockdown project going through these 500 hours of footage and constructing a a story around that so we did um interviewed felipe um and then we went sent a camera to brazil and got some additional footage um but it was all again during the height of covid and we had to work remotely so uh a lot of what you see is um our archival material that i've uh you know spent the last um year and a half kind of cutting together with my team and and creating a a film for you all to enjoy and the thing is with 500 hours of footage um i could have made 
multiple different films with uh, that amount of, uh, of uh, content to sift through, but we felt like this was the the ninety minutes that you end up seeing is the um, the most most compelling uh, um, aspect of the of the story because it gets you from point A to point B and um, uh, in the most exciting and and uh, um, uh, yeah the most exciting way possible. Woo. Okay. So you did not travel, do much traveling then? Uh, not for this project because the footage already existed. I mean, Felipe mm-hmm. lived every day here. It's kind of a, a solo shot film. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he would ride ahead and set up the camera on a tripod, then ride back on the horses, then ride through the shot, go back and pick up the camera and kind of cut and repeat that all the way from Canada to Brazil. Um, it took him two and a half years to get back home to his family uh after he was deported but um no uh but we will be making plans to shoot the narrative version of this so a a bigger budgeted movie with with actors and a true international co-production and that's where we'll head to all these different countries and and kind of recreate the story for a a a wider audience that sounds uh an exciting project so Mm -hmm. so yeah i was gonna ask you if you spoke spanish at all does he speak or is it portuguese he speaks uh felipe speaks both spanish and and portuguese i'm trying to learn some portuguese so when i get to brazil i'll be able to fit in a bit better but uh yo hablo espanol muy bien yo estudio yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay uh yeah because i was i watched that and i was wondering how did you find those bears uh but the bears were just they were there so okay that's what happened for that uh, (laughs) issue (laughs) <laughs> okay. Uh, besides this screening on March 27th, uh, where else, um, what else are you up to these days? Oh my gosh. I feel like I, um, despite, uh, despite living through a pandemic where I thought everything would kind of shut down, that's where it kind of really proved that, uh, people at home needed content and, and films to, to watch. So I probably haven't been busier um, in my career than these last couple of years. So um, what's exciting is that, um, you know, after I'm, I'm starting tomorrow, I'm, I'm doing a, a movie in Hamilton called Sincerely Christmas. It's our first Christmas movie. So that'll be out later uh, towards the, you know, the December, 2023 um and then i am heading to havana cuba to do a documentary on the canadian women's baseball team as they train with the havana uh, baseball team in in cuba and so it's a cross-cultural sort of documentary um you know a sports documentary as we see which uh ladies make the cut for the the olympic team so it's i've had a a fun um start to 2023 and i think it's going to be even uh greater as the the months go on but yeah have a lot of projects on the go right now definitely okay i'm gonna have to check back in with you in a year's (laughs) time to see how things have gone but uh, yeah both those projects sound uh, great i love christmas movies so looking forward (laughs) to that i could ask you a lot of questions about this uh, new movie coming up uh, but I'll, i'll wait till the actual screening to see to do that so i'm i i have a feeling there's a will be a great audience uh, you have quite a following here in richmond hill uh, i'm going to put into the podcast notes the trailer and more information about what you're doing and uh, how to follow you on um, on social media so we need to keep in touch with you <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to add 
Um, I just started an, uh, another project with the, the city of Richmond Hill. It's the story of our um, 150th year. So throughout the year, I'll be documenting um, uh, certain events throughout the year in, in celebration of Richmond Hill's uh, 150th uh, anniversary. So I already uh, met with the mayor and, and uh, witnessed the flag raising ceremony. And we'll start to interview uh, different, um, you know, notable figures from the Richmond Hill community as they they tell their story and and mixed in with uh, uh, comments from you know just a vox populi from the uh, from the the greater city itself. So whoever wants to kind of contribute to this video, um, you'll catch me around different events throughout the the year as we kind of celebrate our 150th year together. Very nice. Okay, I have some people I might suggest that I'd like to see in that uh, docu in that uh, documentation of our sesquial centennial. So uh, that's uh, very good. Glad to hear that. Uh, I do end our podcast with the guest response to this one question: Name one thing you really like about this community. Oh, um, one thing I like about this community, honestly, every time I bring a production here or uh, I'm lucky enough to film locally, um, the big difference between a city like Toronto and a city like, like Richmond Hill is that um, local uh, people from Richmond Hill are always apt to open their doors for, for a production. So it hasn't become like such a, a money-making venture like it is in, in bigger cities, but um, you really get the sense of the, the community feeling that people want to help uh, support a film and, and have their locations featured or help um, cater a production at a, at a reasonable level. I think in in the city where when people hear that there's a film being made, they, they jack up prices and it just kind of mm -hmm. uh, frustrates everybody. But in, in a smaller community, it, it's wonderful to have so many people open their doors and and uh, kind of just willing to help uh, production out uh, to see their location being utilized in a film or their services or a uh, local actor being incorporated. It's it's really nice to bring a production here and and um, you know feel the community kind of rally around to to make the project happen. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing. Well, I like to hear that. Okay, so again, thank you. I hope we see you around town. And uh, yeah, it's uh, thank you for taking the time to do this podcast. Thank you very much, Marge. I had a great time. You're a great interviewer. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at Marge, M-A-R-J, at MargeAndre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well. Stay connected. <laughs>